Welcome to Confidence Leads to Success podcast. Get ready for your weekly dose of Confidence Booster with inspirational stories of women across the globe. The one and only podcast made to empower women through fashion, wealth, health, well-being and more. Hello everyone, this is Elif Kyose here. Welcome to Confidence Leads to Success interview series. I have got Monica Ortega with me today and I am so excited to have her with me. Monica is a professional on-camera host, actress, author and speaker and I'm so proud to have her here with me. She is the one that created the travel show Monica Goes in back in 2014 to inspire others to break out of their comfort zones and go on adventures. And this has really resonated with me because I was the one who just went out there back in 2007 and came to the UK. And it's just so true. Just once you get out of your comfort zone, that's when the adventure begins and when when you start enjoying the life and living for you. And I would like to welcome her and also would love to talk about her book, The Power of Pivoting, How to Embrace Change and Create a Life that You Love. Hi, Monica, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so wonderful to have you here. And I'd love you to, uh, you are so inspirational and everything that you do. And your book is just, I mean, book title and the headline is perfect. It explains what you are trying to get all these women out there to get on with their life and do what they love. And I love the little sign behind you that approves it. Yep. Do what makes you happy. Could you tell us a bit more what made you, what was your aha moment that you decided to live the life you wanted? Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been a few things. So I think the first one was when I started the travel show back in 2014. I've worked in entertainment for over 20 years now. And I was kind of bouncing around, I would find myself on set, and I enjoyed it, but I just didn't feel completely fulfilled. And I was actually reading the book, You Were a Badass by Jen Sincero. And it was like, when are you your happiest? When are you your best self? And for me, it was when I'm on stage, when I'm hosting, when I'm emceeing. And so I realized I wanted to be a travel host. And so I started my travel show just as a way to get auditions, but I fell in love with that. And I didn't see girls like me that, you know, maybe are afraid of everything, trying these different outdoor adventures. And I thought, well, let me show people that if I can do it, they can do it. Um, So that was kind of the start of it. But then obviously 2020 happened, travel comes to an end, emceeing comes to an end, entertainment. And Four years prior, I had been through a divorce and kind of had the rug pulled out from underneath me. And I saw the whole world feeling that way. And I remember thinking, you know, I had grown up checking the boxes, feeling like you go to college, you get married, you have babies. And when my world, I guess, quote unquote, blew up, it was the first time I stopped and said, well, what do I actually want to do with my life? Who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? And so in 2020, I thought, well, maybe I can help other people answer that question for themselves now that we've all had this proverbial rug pulled out. And so I sat down and three weeks later, I had my book, The Power of Pivoting. And so I thought, oh, I guess I had some stuff to say. Wow, that's maybe there's something here to share. <laughs> so you have short time to write a book. I mean, you clearly <laughs> had it all in you to just put it out there. It's phenomenal. 
Yeah. I think, and I think that that's, that's truly it when you're stepping into your purpose. And, you know, I built this travel show around facing fears and embracing change, but now I've kind of taken it to a bigger message of like doing that throughout your life. Maybe it's not hanging off the cliff, but it's speaking in public or going on a date for the first time. Right. So any of those big moments where that scare you stepping out of your comfort zone. So yeah, with the book, it's turned into coaching and retreats and it's just been absolutely wild in the past well, year. How much coaching? Uh, I'm just asking this because I, I've started helping women find their confidence and helping them strategize their businesses to be better leaders. And so by being better leader, they'll be able to serve their clients more and be more fulfilled that I actually lacked of confidence myself. So whilst I was actually helping others, I was adjusting my own confidence level. So I wonder if there was if there was something that you were you have lacked of yourself that that you help people with your coaching Once yeah, so, while you're helping them. Oh. Yeah, it's been interesting. It, and I actually didn't realize it until I was doing a podcast interview and somebody said, you have a hundred episodes facing fears. What did that change in your life? And I thought, oh my gosh, it, it's changed everything because I grew up afraid of everything. I still am afraid of a lot of things. And it's not so much about getting over the fears. It's learning that they're not going to hold you back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once I started putting myself in that situation over and over again, it built up those like resilience muscles. And I thought, oh, there's something yes. to this. There's something to facing fears, building confidence. And it's interesting because I actually just had a conversation with somebody earlier today that some people go action leads to confidence, leads to courage. Some people it's confidence leads to courage, leads to action, right? But it kind of is those three things. And for me personally, it was the action that brought up the confidence and the courage. So it's different for everybody, but that sort of work for me is just making myself do it over and over and over again and building up those muscles. It's true. I mean, for me, I've noticed that confidence was doing it even though I didn't have it. Yeah, and I, I found the confidence was something, something that I wasn't quite sure of it, but I wanted to do it. And I knew somebody else had done it before me. And it yeah. was always made me feel like, and I got my power from other women who'd done it before. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating how we perceive other things and, and being courageous and curious makes you want to be confident. <laughs> You know, that's why I love the word pivoting. Cause I feel like, you know, some people are over it or they, they say it's the word of 2020, but change feels scary. Change feels like loss. Yeah. Pivoting feels like this optimistic curiosity. Like you said, of huh, let's just see what's this way and see what happens. Right. Yeah. And it makes life way more fun when you start living it that way of let's yeah. try this path. And if it doesn't work, I have a choice to take a different one. I think that if you're born to be a leader and, and you chase power and you chase power within the center of love and helping others that fulfills you and I love the way you said what do you do that you love doing and this is what I love doing I love connecting with people and and sharing stories because I always every time doesn't matter who I talk to I find something inspirational with every conversation and something that it just just it gives me a fire within me going, oh, yes, why didn't I ever think of that? (laughs) Do you ever get it? Oh, yeah. And I think that's been probably the coolest just side effect of everything is I love the travel show. I'm I'm still going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. But it was me and a camera. 
And so like now bringing in retreats, bringing in masterminds, bringing in coaching, I'm building that community. I'm actually facing fears with somebody else that's crying off a cliff. Like that's my goal is to really reach people. And, you know, it's great to do it on a camera, but you're right. There's something about that human contact, that connection where you're like, this is what it's about is building this community. and building But it actually helps you build confidence being in front of camera because it can be quite fearful and daunting to be in the room with hundreds of people but if you're actually in front of camera with 100 people sitting in the zoom room it doesn't feel as much yeah I don't know that's how I feel I've organized a lot of one-to-one events as in in-person events and um, with women like over 100 women in the room and I always felt so nervous when I yeah. stand in the, in the stage and I would always be like, oh, okay, what, 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 what was I going to say? What, what was my name even, you know? <laughs> you know? It's funny. I used to, so I had a horrible stage fright, a horrible stage fright when it came to singing. And, you know, I was a musical theater major, so I, I was singing all the time. And my mom told me, she said, you know, you have a great voice and you look terrified. I would just stand still and sing. And she said, but you're really, really confident acting. You're confident on camera. So why don't you act like a rock star? And so that became a big part of it was putting on this other persona, you know, and for me, that would happen physically. I'd do a full hawk and leather pants and the whole thing. So I like- You were still singing, but acting. Yeah. So I acted like a rock star and that got me over the stage fright of singing. So I think we can put that in our lives too, of maybe if you're not confident speaking, I'm going to act like Tony Robbins or Brene Brown or whoever you think it is, like I have that level of confidence. I'm not going to try to be them, but I'm putting on that persona for myself of this confident person yeah, who's through okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good tip. I love it. And my question would be to you, like how I like that you say I had to find my what makes me so happy. But how can someone find that true passion to yeah. live it with confidence? Well, I think, so I have a few different things that have worked for me. These steps that I kind of teach people is, so one, one thing to do would be to ask five people in your life, what kind of qualities do you see in me? And not what career do you see me doing, but what qualities, what do you come to me naturally with, right? So you start going through those things in your head of, oh, everybody comes to me because I'm a good listener. That's a quality that you can put toward things you're passionate in. Then you start asking yourself, if time and money weren't an issue, what would I be doing? And then look at things in your life where you lose time. So we all have those things where we sit down, we enjoy it so much that seven hours have gone by and we forgot to eat. So start figuring out those things, start looking for those clues in your life. And that can help you sort of figure out what your purpose is. Yeah, I've done that practice. And I asked quite a few friends and they all came back to me with almost same two, three words. And it was quite fascinating. They all said, I was loyal. I was very positive, always um, giving them confidence. This is where my word confidence ended up coming out with my confidence. And they always said, I'm a great organizer, very organized person. And this is what helped me. So I'm only sharing this because our listeners and a lot of entrepreneur women out there who are in this process to find it. This is why I, I believe that by us talking this will help them a lot. Yeah, um, so how do you help your clients to find it? How do you help them yeah. with your coaching business? So we go through those questions, but then I also have these five steps that I do for myself. And this is just anytime I find myself in a pivot. So I did this after I launched the book because I wasn't sure what the next step was. Um, so the first step is I will visualize and meditate on my perfect day. 
So you close your eyes and from the moment you wake up, what does it smell like? What does it look like? Who am I next to? What does it feel like? And then you go through every moment of your dream day. Are there kids? Are you in the country? Are you in the city? What does your job look like? Is there a commute? So I'll go through that exercise and then I write out every single detail, every single thing I felt and saw. Then the third step, I put it on a vision board. So I have that visually. And then the fourth step, I start chunking things backwards. So, you know, if in that dream scenario, I get up and I run eight miles, but I'm not athletic and don't run. Okay. You start figuring a year from now, I can do two miles. Maybe now I go for a 20 minute walk. So you start implementing those habits of that ideal person. And then you're on your way to getting there. And then the fifth step is to put things on a calendar. So, you know, if you saw in your like dream, give yourself life, deadli- deadlines, is it? Yeah. Awesome? Give yourself those actual deadlines. So if you saw yourself working from home, how can you start implementing maybe being an entrepreneur, even just one hour a day? If you saw yourself at the top of your career, leading a team, maybe it's time to ask for that promotion, right? So you start figuring out how do I get to that place I want to be? And how does that feel to me? So when am I my best self? When does it feel good? When do I feel like I'm on the right path? And then just start taking steps toward that. That's such great tips. Thanks. It is. I like visualizing myself as well. And I do I do talk to a lot of my friends and clients. And, and visualization actually makes you, makes you get into that mood, doesn't it? And then yeah. you suddenly start feeling that you are part of that dream. But it can be fearful for some. How could they get over that feeling? Because when I talk to a lot of people, then fear of failure is one thing. But some people also have fear of success. Yeah. And I have both. I mean, at different times in my life. So I definitely resonate with it. And it's interesting because I just did this exercise with my clients and a few of them just didn't think big enough. Their ideal day was basically the day they're living now, just a little bit more relaxed And it's like, no, you got to go as big as possible because even if you don't get there, you know, you may pivot, you may not want this six months from now, but that's where we keep checking in with ourselves and seeing if we're on a path that we like, but the bigger you go, the easier it is to chunk it back. If you just picture your life, maybe 5% better, well, that should be doable now. And you're playing too small. So, you know, maybe you're just one aspect of your life, go as big as possible. And then if it feels too scary to implement all of those things, I say maybe bookend it. So if at the beginning of your day, you meditated for 30 minutes, try adding five minutes to your day. And if at the end of your day, you spent time with a loved one, maybe call someone for 10 minutes at the end of the day. So find ways to like bookend and just add little bits at a time. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Okay. How long have you been coaching then? How long have you... Well, it's new for me. So the book came out April 1st and I definitely didn't plan on being a coach, but I had people reaching out. So in the book, each chapter has exercises to work through. And I had people. I've actually ordered it. I'm still waiting it to come. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a little while with international, but uh, thank you. But I, 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 I can wait. I love reading. I mean, last book I read was Emotional Agility with Susan David. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. I'm reading like two different Um, books right now. (laughs) I fall in love with her after listening to Brenna Brown's Dare Mm. to Lead podcast. And they have two parts of this conversation. And it's to die for. I would highly recommend if you like listening. I mean, you have got your own podcast, which I signed up myself as well. Oh, thank you. Was it Stumble? Stumble? Stumbling Forward. Yeah. Stumbling Forward. I love that. (laughs) 
Thanks. Yeah, that was just a passion project that also came out of 2020. But we thought there has to be other entrepreneurs that are going through these ups and downs, right? It's lovely to listen to people that are billionaires talking about their story. But what about the people that are in the trenches? So yeah, we kind of just started it to learn from other people. And it's been it's been fun. We have four seasons now done. So it's been good. Wow. I mean, it's so great. I love that what you said, because a lot of people look at those already established, already succeeded business people out there, let it be coaching, let it be there's entrepreneurs in any industry, it doesn't matter. But I would always tell them to look at their back end because it might look Mm -hmm. all lovely and glossy, but everyone goes through a trauma. Everybody, everyone has a traumatic, something had happened in their life. Like you've just said, you went through a divorce and, Mm -hmm. and everything in your head was like in place and you had done every tick on along the way in your life. And then suddenly something happened, but another beauty, beautiful thing yeah. came up out of it. So it's just once you switch that mindset to be positive yes, and focus on the things that what's like life didn't happen to me, it's happened for me. And what do I get out of this? Yeah. And, and you're true proof of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still work, work in progress. We it's all funny, are. I didn't like write the book because I thought, well, I'm still a mess. I'm still in the middle of my story. But then I thought my middle might be somebody else's beginning. That's why it's so important for everybody to share their stories because whatever you've gone through, somebody else can learn from that. Even if you feel like you're so far away from where you want to go, that's great to have those goals, but understand that everything you've gone through at this point is massive. Like give yourself credit for that. Exactly. Uh, Well, you have to think about like, where I mean I want to be somewhere I have got in my vision I have my vision board and my dreams and all my all my visualizations every day but where I am now I know so many people want to be where I am now this is why it's so important that we are sharing our stories with women out there because it's certainly helping and your story can be someone's guide to their success Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's been so many people like that for me too, right. That like, I've read their stories and been like, I can, I can go further. I can push a little more. And when it comes to like the vision board and visualizations, I know it can feel big and scary, but also it's a way to shift that mindset. It's a way to see that opportunity. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to follow that path forever because things do change. Right. So, you know, my vision board maybe had kids and all these other things on it. And then you go through a divorce and it's like, okay, it's time to make a new vision. And it's something to look forward to. So I even say like, look, if you don't believe in vision boards, it's something pretty. And you know, at the worst case scenario, it's something pretty that makes you feel good. And at the best case scenario, it helps you actually reach your goals. So why not give it a go? That is so good. So good. I love it. I'd definitely ask you something. If someone was to, because your story is so inspirational. Like, yes, you had a lot of things and you, your career was in, in trouble and then suddenly trouble came to an end over a year and a half ago. And then instead of just sitting there and crying and thinking, oh, my life has all gone down the hill, you just pivoted like your book says. <laughs> but how, where did you find the courage? What, what was that? Yeah, I mean, you. first of all, I have to say everyone needs to honor their feelings and go through the process, right? Because there can be optimism and excitement for the next step at the same time of loss. It doesn't take away from that loss. There was definitely a few months of me feeling like, you know, I watched people in my industry continue to travel and start getting, 
you know, interviews with CNN and all these things. And it was extremely humbling for me to recognize that that wasn't for me in that moment. And I didn't feel like it. And I was burnt out and I was just, I was ready for that break. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I think I spent the first month and a half in PJs, you know, day drinking, <laughs> doing puzzles. So it didn't happen overnight, but well, eventually it's like, okay. Don't you? It's so true. I, yeah, you and I did. I, I never gave myself a break before. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to let myself be in this space. And then I hit a point of, okay, I'm sick of myself in this moment. So let's make a change. So I think you have to take things day by day and honor your feelings. And especially with pivoting, I always say too, like, it doesn't happen overnight. And just because I may be here saying like, there's so much opportunity. It doesn't mean like, I'm just going to make myself be happy because that doesn't help. Yeah. Me. You won't just sit like one evening, watch these and 15 minutes after your life will suddenly change and your bank account. Will yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's I love um, it's like every day, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Anna Green Gables, every day is fresh with no mistakes in it. So it's like, look, you know what today I'm going to lay in bed. I'm going to eat all the junk food. I'm going to have a glass of wine, whatever it is. But tomorrow I have to schedule some things out. So you give yourself those spaces of like, look, I may not feel good in this moment and that's totally fine. So tomorrow I have to pick one thing to get done. And then you start kind of moving forward. And I find it's really hard to get started. But once you start, then you kind of get that momentum. It goes each time, right? It's like when you're getting back in shape the first few weeks, you're like, this is horrible. And then you're like, oh, this is starting to feel good. So it takes a while. And just be patient. Sure it actually helps me when it comes to managing my emotions, because I do have my moments. It's like feeling really not worthy enough, not good enough. I'm not enough. I have got these conversations at times and I keep journaling my feelings. And it's like, usually I ask myself, okay, I felt that way today, but what triggered it because you are the only one who knows you you know you better than anybody else and the only person can heal you is again it's going to be yourself so you've got to be honest to yourself you don't have to tell anyone and if you're lucky enough to get a coach get a mentor get one because it's going to change your life and it will shorten your journey by far (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And with the, with mental health. So one thing I talk about in the book is, and I had just done this for myself, I'm super type A. So when I first experienced depression, you know, for me, it was that high school to college transition. that was really difficult for me. I started creating these toolkits. So I thought, okay, I'm going to write out everything that makes me feel good. Everything that shifts my mindset. And then I have to pick one. Even if I don't feel like it, I got to pick one. I got to go for a 20 minute walk. That didn't work. Okay. I'm in a journal that didn't work. Okay. I'm going to dance to loud music. And so I started building out these. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So eventually one of them will work. So it's the same thing with like anxiety for me. Maybe meditating isn't going to work, but going for an angry run is going to. So I pick and choose different things and I just go down the list until I can sort of stop that spiral. So that helps me kind of pull out of it. It's not a fail safe, but it, it can help some days. I love that. I mean, I can't wait to get your book because it's so important. Positivity is the one thing, but I think allowing yourself to have those emotions of anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, tiredness, and you can just swap those words with feeling exhilarated, invigorated, And then you could just do the the list of things that makes you feel better to remove those emotions. Or, I mean, you don't want to not have them. There will be always sometimes anger, sometimes sadness, sometimes. 
But what happened is, like, we got to a time in life that everybody seems to kind of, everybody has to be positive. Everybody, and then anyone that you're sad, you feel so worried that you're going to be negative and you feel like you'll be accused of being negative because you're feeling a bit low. And these... I, love, I can't wait to have your book. I'm, I'm sure I'll enjoy it so much. Yeah, I, you know, I had a friend and she's the most positive person I've ever met. She is always that light. And I talked to her one day and I said, are you okay? And she goes, you know, I'm mad. She goes, I'm mad you wrote this book. I'm mad it came out so quick. I'm mad. And I said, then be mad. I said, Yell at me. I can take it. Like, be mad. Honor those feelings. Like, it's totally fine to feel anger, to feel sadness you can't stay in that place. But if you try to shove it down, it's going to come out in other ways, right? There You're is always a way to, sh- there's always a way to move it and shift it. Yes. And I had, you know, I had a client say, he goes, I'm just trying my best to avoid negative feelings. And I said, well, don't avoid them, reframe them. So it's about, okay, well, maybe what can I learn from this? Or like you said, what is triggering me? So getting curious about the emotion instead of using it as a way to beat yourself up. I'm going to write that down and stick it now. <laughs> I love Don't it. avoid them, reframe them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. I'm just going to ask you one last question. I know we've been talking for a while now. Have you been influenced by anyone on your journey? Is there someone that you felt like, because we, you know, we, all, we all have someone. I don't know if you do, but do you have anyone that has influenced you? with the works that you do? I feel like I've had different people in every aspect of my life. So in like the self-help journey, it's been the self-help books. It's been authors. It's been Jen Sincero and Brene Brown and, you know, all of Elizabeth Gilbert, like all of these authors that I read that helped me in that department. My faith helps me just in every aspect of my life. You know, having family who support me in all of the ups and downs has helped. So it's, it's not really one person. I've had multiple people in different parts of my life. And I'm extremely blessed. I mean, I just have really, really positive people in my life that that make it a little bit easier. And I understand that not everybody has that, but it's putting it in your life. So if you don't have it in your immediate circle, find positive podcasts, find things like this to watch, right? Surround yourself with those messages. And eventually they kind of seep in. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you'll write a book because you've read so many. (laughs) It's so beautiful. What does confidence mean to you? Loving your life and working toward being your best self. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much. This has been great. I can't believe we've been speaking nearly 30 minutes already. Oh my gosh. I could talk about this forever. And you're so lovely to talk to. I love what you're doing. I love these. And I can't believe my book hasn't arrived. I've been waiting ever since like we spoke. (laughs) It's terrible. I honestly... If you look at my credit cards um, statements, it's all books. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'd kind of gotten away from reading as much as I used to. And then since I started publishing the book, I've become so adamant about supporting other authors. I'm, I've read four books this month. I'm reading two at the moment. Like it's out of control. I'm, I'm becoming a bit obsessed with books. <laughs> the last one I read was uh, Tiny Habits. Mm. That's really good. And... I don't know if you watched that one. Oh, God, my brain. Sorry, it's half past 10 in the UK. So my brain is worked. But I love reading books. It's so, it's really, it kind of opens your mind. And yeah. 
And you just suddenly gain to the book. And I love reading a lot of personal development books and business development books. And yeah, I'm going to read yours soon, hopefully when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for these. Um, I will definitely share all your details on the interview notes and share it all over with my audience. And they can't wait to listen to this, this interview. Awesome. And I'll be sure to share it as well. Let me know however I can support you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. This is fun. (laughs) Thank you so much, Monica. This has been great. Of course. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it and leave us a rating and review because it will help me reach out to so many other women who are looking to listen to that story of someone to help them achieve their goals. So here is to your confidence.